recorded live from the heart of the Bakken, it's the Williston Works Podcast. Welcome to the Williston Works Podcast, brought to you by the City of Williston. Williston Works brings you in-depth discussions with the entrepreneurs, small business owners, and investors who are getting it done in Williston, North Dakota. I'm your host, Sean Wenko, Executive Director of the Williston Economic Development, and today's guest, we have him back for a second time, is Anthony Dudas. He's the Airport Director at the Williston Basin International Airport. Anthony, great to have you back on Season 3 of the podcast. Thanks for having me again, Sean. I mean, can you believe it? We're into, th- we're into three years, and I have to tell you a little history on this podcast. I have to give credit to the ladies in my office, because they, they kept pushing, saying we should do a, a podcast series, and I kept going, well... I don't know. I said, what's, you know, I, I said, I just don't, I guess I don't understand what they will do for us. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I finally gave in. Now we're into three years of doing this. They've been tremendously successful. And, you know, why we do it is the end result is what we're seeing is with investors, developers, mm-hmm. small business owners. When they come to our office, they're always talking to, you know, us with economic development. And a lot of times they say, well, you know, you, you have to be positive And you're saying that because that's your job and that's what you do. And, and, and they're correct on that. So the podcast is like, you know what, I'm going to take the people that have just gotten it done. And I'm going to put them on, on a podcast and put them on this show and, and let them, you know, tell you for themselves uh, what we're seeing. So it's, it's been really successful. But with you and I, Anthony, you know, we've, we've been working together several years now. And as I go back, you and I, uh, we did the podcast the first year. We talked about the Williston Basin XWA Airport. And at that time, it was under construction. And it was an exciting project. Uh, it was, you know, by far the largest uh, development project in the history of Williston. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that airport is open now. And we had the grand opening this last October. And, uh, it, you know, and it was exciting to get that going. But can you share a bit how that went from the transition from Slowland Field to the new airport last fall? I mean, it was exciting. And when you did have the grand opening, I mean, there was massive amounts of people there. And I think we have a picture floating around somewhere it shows. I mean, we had the governors from our, from our congressional delegates. They were all there. It was just, it was great. How did that go? What was that like for you guys? Oh, well, the construction progress and getting to that point of October 10th and the week leading up to that transition from Slowan Field to the new Williston Basin International Airport was a, it's a kind of a blur, honestly, trying to think back of how we got to that point. Uh, the teamwork we had the city administrator, public works department, all of our contractors, the FAA, they were pulling all-nighters every day to make sure that we got this facility open on the date that we said we were going to be able to do that. And we, we did. We set that date three years prior. We opened the facility on October 10th of 2019. And we had a, a few grand celebrations <laughs> right before that. Uh, we had a community day and, uh, and another really big event with the governor, with all of our congressional delegation. Uh, leaders from across the state and into Montana, of course, and the community came out in full force and really had such a positive outlook on this huge infrastructure project, the biggest one that the city of Wilson's ever uh, taken on in their history. Uh, We have this brand new, beautiful facility that's right size for our community. We had uh, the intent of those celebrations was somewhat to load the building, make sure that all the things were working as we wanted. Uh, We also wanted to make sure that the community had input and could see what we were building for them. This is the people's airport. And we want to make sure that it it encompasses all of those uh, amenities and um, technological advances and things of that nature that the community should expect when they're flying in and out of our community. Um, Whether that be businesses, entrepreneurs, our local community members who are just traveling for leisure. We want to make sure that we have all of those 
future-proof areas, whether that be passenger boarding bridges, things that you know you you really expect at a at a modern airport facility. We now are able to offer those. Yeah, you know, and, and I remember when we talked about that grand opening, getting it open and, and all hands on deck. I mean, there's stories out there of of the entire public works department was arm in arm picking up rocks off the runway or the side of the runways and, and the city administrator sleeping in his vehicle overnight out there just so we can get this thing done. And it was, I mean, I'll tell you what, as the mayor touted it, it was open on time and under budget. And that was a big deal, I think, because I think, uh, you know, we we saw a lot of criticism off the front end um, from from individuals out there about this airport. Why do we need it? It's, it's going to be expensive. And, and there's going to be cost overruns. But I think what we saw there was uh, you guys delivered something pretty fantastic. And from an economic development standpoint, it's a game changer. I'll say, I say it all the time, transportation is key. We have to show that we have good quality transportation coming into this market. Now, when you opened up the airport, you know, the success was exactly what you had talked about. I mean, the numbers, they continued to go up. Um, I, I know you're pretty reserved about this, but you know I'll throw it out there. I know there was very deep discussion about a third carrier coming into this market. And then all of a sudden, you look at what happened to us with COVID-19, uh, as well as the drop in the oil prices. And it wasn't just Williston. We saw a significant drop in, in boardings uh, across the state, across the globe. Okay. What was that like for you guys? And then what I, you know, also, can you kind of explain a bit, you know, what I try to tell people is there was a significant drop in boardings, but if you compared it to other cities in the state, we weren't that bad. Um, and, and so it still reiterates the fact that we needed this airport. But what are you, what are you guys going through right now? I mean, how, how are you going to, how are you bouncing back from this? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of the things I just want to touch on real briefly, the criticisms that we did have regarding building this new airport while understandable, it is a huge expense uh, for this infrastructure improvement. If we as a city did not either rebuild the old airport in its entirety or build a new airport, we would no longer have commercial air service. Yep. That'd be detrimental to everything that we're trying to accomplish as a community to continue to, de- to develop and prosper. Uh, so as we were moving through 2019 and into December, we were up for the year of 2019, over 20% in passenger boardings, and continued to see that increase into 29, or excuse me, 2020, until March, <laughs> when uh, COVID-19 right. showed up, and we did see a significant drop. We dropped 89%. Um, while that's a huge blow to our airport locally, um, many airports across the state were in the high 90% losses and across the entire country and the globe. Um, the, the numbers that had been published by the TSA who capture how many people are going through a, a checkpoint uh, were down 95 plus percent across the nation, which is obviously dramatically impactful right. to our entire economy and to the airline industry and the aviation industry as a whole as well. So as we hit our bottom in April, uh, we were down 89% as I stated. Uh, we started to see a really modest recovery so far to date. Uh, in May, we were up about 5% from the April numbers. And then again, in June, we were up another 3 to 5%. And uh, it's really 
positive to see that these changes are, are occurring in our community. Uh, other communities across the state of North Dakota are also seeing those incremental increases and in changes. However, as we all continue to ride the roller coaster of COVID-19 and, and understanding how this pandemic is impacting us all, um, the airlines are having to adjust. So as we continue to see some growth, we may see some, some yep. ebbs and flows. However, we haven't seen that locally. Uh, so far in the month of July, we're um, filling airplanes more than uh, 65% every day, which is, while not what we would have expected in 2019 or pre-COVID, uh, the national average is well below 50% full aircraft. Right. Uh, so it's really positive to see people are still utilizing our facility, even though there are a lot more challenges associated with air travel today than there were in March, just associated with the lack of uh, connections and things of that nature. Well, and when you talk connections, I mean, that's that's what we started, you started to see, or we all started to see here with XWA is when, you know, COVID hit and again, the oil prices, um, the airlines, and I've been trying to point this out a lot to our investors and developers that this is a global, this is a global issue um, with the airline industry. It's not limited to Williston. Mm-hmm. And so they're reacting accordingly. And again, it's not necessarily because of what's going on in Williston. So, you know, you saw the reaction was they started to pull back flights. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you know, the big elephant uh, that was discussed is Delta uh, actually suspended service mm-hmm. uh, uh, to the XWA airport. Can you explain that a little bit to listeners or what? Because I think a lot of people say, well, you know, Delta, they're, they're gone, they stopped, they're gone, they're never coming back. We always say it's a suspension of service. What is your dealings with Delta, and, and, and what do you kind of foresee how this thing plays out with them? Yeah, uh, you know, unfortunately, Delta did suspend service on July 7th of, uh, of this year, and we worked hand-in-hand with Delta and their representatives uh, to try to better understand their, their thought process behind why they chose Williston to uh, suspend service. And ultimately, all air carriers are really just bleeding cash right now, and at that point in time when they... Uh, did suspend service in Williston or made the decision to, Delta was burning more than $50 million per day. So they had to identify areas where they could cut costs. And unfortunately, Williston was uh, part of that decision. We do see this as a temporary suspension by Delta. They didn't take any of their equipment away. They still have their office spaces that they're paying leases on. Um, they have the opportunity to, to move on if they wanted to choose to do so, and they haven't. So we do expect to see this as a temporary suspension, and we're hopeful, of course, pending how the pandemic continues to play out, that we will see them resume service here in the fall. I, I think so, too. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident. You look at the demand that we're seeing uh, here uh, with the growth. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised from an economic de- development standpoint that we seem to have weathered the storm a bit better than what I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you know, we're, we're, I'm still cautious because we could see some delayed reaction to this uh, uh, with the economy. But, you know, I look at the industry. I mean, they're in a tough spot, but they're, they're really working to grind their way out of it, no matter how many times they get punched in the gut. Because it seems like one thing after another mm-hmm. uh, with the industry, but they're still trying to grind their way out of it. And same with our small businesses. I mean, they're just getting very creative uh, to kind of stay open. But I think, you know, if you take some positive things away from, from uh, the airport, one, I mean, you still have projects going on. 
that are that are that are being built at the mm-hmm. airport that need to get done and and maybe you want to talk about that a bit and, and explain the fact that it's not just uh, as a city saying we're just going to plow through this and get these done i mean you're still seeing you're still getting grants uh, for some of these projects which is demonstrating there's a need out there and, and this airport is needed and, and so maybe you want to explain that a little bit absolutely uh we're continuing to finalize some of the last projects that uh we're hoping to finalize in the fall last year unfortunately we had some really big challenges associated with weather and record-setting rains and things of that nature in September. However, we are just finishing up our new rental car parking lot, uh, so people won't have to walk in gravel areas anymore. Again, trying to meet that need that passengers and our customers and our community should expect when they're utilizing the new Wilson Basin International Airport. So with that, we are wrapped up on most of that Uh, punch list type items that uh, you may have seen if you've utilized our facility this spring. But as you stated, with federal support, we've been able to start construction of a crosswind runway, which is required to meet federal safety standards of our our new facility. And they paid for that 100%. Uh, No local cost associated with that to date, which is absolutely unheard of through the CARES Act funding that came through. So really fantastic to have that progress continuing forward. The federal government, the state of North Dakota, still supports our facility to make sure that we are uh, moving forward with our infrastructure and meeting those safety and design standard guidelines that we, we should be meeting. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just still showing that the need is out there. Let's, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the commercial airlines, <clears throat> but you do have an FBO out there uh, that made a significant investment mm-hmm. in development out there. Uh, how's, how's he doing? What's it looking like on the, on the private side of things? Yeah, um, we have several businesses that are really at the mercy of air travel as a whole. And our fixed-based operator, FBO, is Overland Aviation. He is a new uh, operation that we didn't have at Sloan Field. He put a significant investment into our new facility to make sure that the private sector, as they're flying into our community, have a really modern facility to be able to uh, operate in and out of, whether that be our Customs and Border Protection facility that's uh, working to be finalized, and we're hoping to see that commence operations in September, uh, or hangar space that's adequate for large corporate aircraft and uh, things of that nature. Those are items that we didn't necessarily have at Slowland Field and are really great to have as part of our community at the new airport. The FBO operator utilized several economic development programs to uh, make his business, uh, um, make his business case, if you will, to to operate at the new Wilson Airport. And he is continuing forward. He unfortunately did have to uh, lay people off associated with the uh, COVID crisis as there was a significant drop in in air travel on the private side, especially at that point in time. However, we're seeing a, a really large uptick in private Air, um, excuse me, private aircraft activity, whether that be through cargo operations, uh, charter operations, and just business travelers that are coming in to see their projects that are ongoing here at, in the Wilson community and in our region. We are a regional airport. We support people and businesses around probably within about a hundred mile radius of our, our community. So it's uh, it's wonderful to see that he has been able to weather the storm Yeah, and uh, the fruits of working through those challenges are starting to to show through now. Well, I'll say it again. I look at XWA as a needed project. It's something that is very beneficial for economic development in this community. We look at the oil and gas industry. That's a world-class rock that's down there. Nobody's going away. 
Um, there's going to be some bumps in the road like what you're seeing now, but it's going to get rolling again. It's going to start to come back, and, and the demand is going to start to come back. But I want to give you, you know, as the director, kind of the last word of the podcast, the future of XWA. Where do you think we're going with this thing? Well, the future, I believe we will have a third air carrier coming into our community to make sure that we're able to meet that leisure demand need that we really have here to continue to enhance the quality of life of our community and our region. Uh, that's incredibly important. And I know that our, our leadership at the in the city and uh, in our region as a whole are very um, strong proponents of working towards that effort. We want to continue to, of course, ensure that our corporate and business travelers are also well served through Delta and United likely and, and there's a potential for future air carriers on that side of things as well with those major uh, major carriers Delta United American are really the big three that support that type of industry um, we want to really that, that's the big push honestly is just making sure that we're continuing to provide better service every day and looking at unique and creative alternatives and incentives to draw that, that type of service to our community. Unfortunately, we can't just go out and hire an airline to, to fly to Las Vegas or to Phoenix. Right. Uh, that's a private business. We won't, they, they make that business decision based on the information that they have available. So working with you, Sean, and your department, as well as other members of our community, cultivating that information and providing that information so that those businesses can make educated business decisions is incredibly important. And working through all of those different challenges as we continue to um, recover from the, the pandemic, it's going to be incredibly important that we have that information available and continue to have those, build those relationships with those businesses. Sure. We talk about Overland Aviation. They did work a lot with the Star Fund. Uh, mm -hmm. They were a recipient of our loan, interest loan program, the FlexPace program, where uh, we work with the Bank of North Dakota uh, and the entrepreneur's local lender. We helped buy down the interest rate. That was a fun project because we've always been supportive of XWA. Mm -hmm. This was just kind of a nice compliment, you know, with a brand new FBO to have out there. And, and you know, Tanner was on season two of the podcast mm -hmm. and he talked a bit about what he was doing. And, and it's exciting to see him up and running, you know, even with what we're facing here in the world. Anthony, I want to thank you for being part of the podcast, uh, being back here, talking a little bit about your airport. I tell you what, I, there's nothing I'm more proud of than just seeing that airport because it just says so much for the city of Williston. And, you know, I see the logo on your shirt. And it's just, it just, it just, it's just really cool. And so thanks again, Anthony. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Williston Works podcast brought to you by the city of Williston. Please like and subscribe for more interviews and content and learn more about Williston, North Dakota. Visit cityofwilliston.com. We'll see you next time on the Williston Works Podcast.